Hello and welcome to this podcast from Capgemini's Business Services. I am Nilesh. I lead the digital supply chain solutions for North America. Today I am joined by Jörg Junghans, who leads the supply chain for Europe, and Mike Meech, who is our supply chain sales director, to talk more about uh, this exciting topic, demand planning. Demand planning, which is uh, one of the most critical part of the supply chain function, is receiving more focus and priority. I believe a lot of you would agree with this statement. When it is executed well, it has the potential to deliver competitive advantage and enhance business outcomes. Let's try and understand how. Hey Mike, if I could start with you, could you please describe the typical supply chain landscape today that has led to the development of our demand planning offering? Sure. Thanks, Nilesh. Um, hello, everybody. It won't surprise you for, to hear me say that you know we are living in a, in a very disruptive age, and particularly with um, supply chains and those responsible for for, for managing supply chain uh, strategy and execution of, of that strategy. Um, many of our clients are undergoing very very rapid changes in their business model. Um, they are facing uh, operations in an uncertain world, both in terms of socio-political uh, and economic factors and headwinds that are buffeting them all the time. They're also experiencing a, a, a very uh, knowledgeable consumer, a consumer who wants choice, a consumer who wants uh, flexibility, and a consumer who is able to to vote with their feet should they not be getting the service uh, that they're looking for. All this has created uh, quite a, uh, a not, not I would describe a challenge for, for, for supply chain professionals, but an opportunity. It's a, an opportunity to, to increase customer satisfaction. It's, a, it's an opportunity to increase revenue, and it's an opportunity to increase um, customer retention. One of the key aspects of being able to to achieve all that that holy grail of those three outcomes that I've just described really is for organizations to be able to 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 get to the heart of their demand planning function, um, centralize their demand planning, and really deliver some significant outcomes um, that enable uh, these these customers to drive competitive advantage. Um, that's something that Capgemini has been, you know, um, really, really driving a quiet revolution with some of the most admired supply chains uh, in, in the globe in, in, in recent years. And we've had a lot of success We're working with some of our blue chip clients in transforming the way they run um, their demand planning function through centralization, um, through um, better management of data, through better decision making, uh, better accuracy less errors and an enhanced quality of, of operations. And that's led to some really, really crucial um, business outcomes for these clients. These clients are now bringing their products to market, sometimes two, three months uh, quicker than before. These clients are seeing upticks in revenue between one and 3% on an annual basis. And of course, they're seeing you know customer satisfaction improving by north of 10 points. Um, with a lot of assets within uh, Capgemini in terms of how we deliver these outcomes and, and I'll probably hand it over to York as our as our practice leader to describe in a little bit more detail how we're achieving the, these outcomes for our customers. Uh, thanks Mike and um, yeah, if we were to look at um, what actually the objective of our demand planning offering is then I would describe it in a sentence as like addressing the framework conditions and the challenges of global supply chains. And um, it addresses these consciously and holistically. What I mean with this is 
we don't or our offering doesn't try to solve a challenge with a tool only. It doesn't intend to solve a data or a technology problem, but as Mike just pointed out, it, it targets to address business outcomes. And um, our demand planning offering carries a transformation mindset um, simply because you can't improve today and get ready for the future by incrementally adjusting the status quo. So living in a disruptive world, um, you'll need to go for a transformational approach also when it comes to demand planning. And, and that's what we do. That's what our offering does. Um, it is backed up by uh, proven methodologies, right? Um, and this also means that we don't start from scratch with our clients. When we work with our clients, we come with some 30 plus statistical models and together jointly, uh, we select the right ones. So um, it's also about pace um, to get a new demand planning function into place or improve in, in an existing demand planning function. Um, our offering, it combines forecasting, demand planning, demand sensing, um, to achieve highest accuracy gains, uh, we'll choose, we'll, we'll be choosing the method or the approach um, which is a best fit um, to our client situations. And our offering also applies a planning process framework uh, to enhance our clients' planning operating models, um, simply because, again, it's, it, it's not a tool uh, um, only. Um, but it's also processes, it's governance, and it's taking care of the people. So anything you would want to add, Mike, um, on, on what our demand planning offering uh, consists of? Yeah, I think you I think you make a great point, Jorg. You know, effectively, you know, there's a lot of data out there. There's a lot of tools out there. Um, there's a lot of decisions to be made. And, and, and really, the, you know, the, the, I would say the unique aspect of the Capgemini offering is it's about bringing that ecosystem all together right it's about almost taking the humanization aspect of, of, of the technology and the data and distilling that into a into into a, a managed demand planning service you know that encompasses all of the different assets that we just talked about and obviously the macro factors out there in the market um, and then once you're able to to bring all that together you know you're then effectively got a, a silent running almost of your demand planning function delivering the outcomes we've talked about and at an operational level a lot of our clients are also enjoying being able to to reallocate resources to other critical supply chain strategies as well as you know driving revenue and, and customer satisfaction so it's you know, it's really about taking uh, you know that human aspect of supply chain management applying the right technology at the right time at the right cost and then as you say moving at a, at a pace to deliver those outcomes to drive that competitive advantage ahead of the competition that's the way i would probably sum it up good points are good points so uh, i'd love to pick up on on what you just um, started talking about uh, mike the, like outcomes because we, we we can't emphasize enough i believe that um, our business services demand planning offering doesn't only address um cost reduction levers, right? So of course we can reduce transaction costs. Of course, um, we can improve um, uh, the cost of delivery. And of course we can, as always, increase significantly productivity uh, and uh, reduce manual transactions. But what you already pointed out is we, we target to also address top line effects, uh, um, make revenue grow or um, address working capital optimization and of course also improve um, customer satisfaction and how we do that is um, um, it's, it, 
it's as simple, but it's not simple. It's as simple as um, in starting to improve forecasting accuracy, uh, which then helps to better knowing where demand accrues across the supply chain and across the network. It helps to better plan supply. It helps to um, better plan inventory to improve um, stock level, to um, improve um, shelf fill rates, uh, to improve um, also inventory levels, which then addresses the working capital and so on and so forth. What I want to say is, I believe it's not just um, that we have a smart approach um, to demand planning at a very interesting price point, but we seriously want to address, and we do address, um, um, critical business outcomes. Yeah, and that's a good point. And, and, we, and we talk about these outcomes, but underneath that, of course, you, you have to have the talent to deliver that, right? You know, you know, the war on supply chain talent is is known to everybody. It is really hard to get and keep good people and keep that consistency within within the supply chain function, you know, through our center of excellence in supply chain, you know, we've got nearly 1300 supply chain experts, right. All with great depth of uh, supply chain knowledge, um, but also direct procurement knowledge, specific industry knowledge, be it consumer goods, be it pharma, be it manufacturing, et cetera, et cetera. And the power of that, 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 that center of excellence really enables our clients also to get a fast start in terms of, you know, delivering those outcomes that you've described, York, as well. Mm. I would want to mention one more point. So you already talked about that we also help our clients to basically provide dedication and capacity yeah, to improve the quality levels and um, the way they do their planning. Um, but, but I also find worth mentioning that um, the role of the planner, so of the client's planner, is going to change a lot, right? It's um, with, in partnering with us and we taking over sort of the actual doing of the planning, um, the role of the actual planner becomes a lot more strategic. So he or she has a lot more time to actually focus on the right approaches, providing and finding even better inputs um, into our planning cycle, um, dedicating to also more time or to, to approval, so faster approve, um, and I can focus more on cross-function communication because the actual task of planning huh, has been taken care of by us and we provide that as a service. So. <clears throat> Key point is just by going for new ways to do demand planning with um, Capgemini's demand planning offering also means that the role of our clients' planners change. Yeah, and, and and some of those returns to our clients we're seeing north of thirty percent, right? Of those, of those buyers, those plans of time being freed up to to go back in the business, as you say, to be closer to the sales organization, the marketing organization, right? Get getting uh, you know getting getting uh, you know getting together more frequently, um, and, and and as you say, getting focusing on what is strategic, focusing on 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 the change ahead of uh, a lot of these organizations as well. So not worrying about the day to day operational, but getting ahead of the curve in, in what is a very disruptive industry for a lot of our clients. You guys touched upon some of the key uh, points that are really relevant for the client or any industry across any industry verticals. Uh, for example, like leveraging the best in class technology when you're talking about digital disruption, right? As they say, it's you either you disrupt or get disrupted. It's better to be you know disrupting than getting disrupted. Uh, it's it's critical that we also how we weave. Uh, along with technology, how we weave the analytics part 
the data analytics insights which is really critical for any any business specifically supply chain data has always been the goal but it's realized now more uh, one of the other things also you guys touched upon partnering and collaborating for delivering the competitive advantage with with the client that we engaged with right specifically by providing our uh, power of one which is leveraging our capability and resources across the supply chain to provide the best in class solution for the client supply chain demand planning slash forecasting needs uh, how how do you see uh, this going evolving any any thoughts you want to share regarding you know the future uh, of supply chain demand planning forecasting and how we are overcoming or being proactive to look into the next few years it's always difficult i believe to predict the future but um if we take a future where which we actually set as our objectives so something we which we would want to reach soon with our clients and i believe it is a highly automated or what we call call low or no touch planning function right I means setting up the processes the governance as well as the digital technologies behind it in a way that once planning function planning cycles um the, the the way our clients do planning is configured that this runs uh, with minimal interaction only that means our clients planner comes at his or her desk in the morning and um, at 8 30 or 9 um, the new day plan comes in uh, which has been prepared overnight because the tools and algorithms were running um, based on um, data loads which have, which have happened before and all of this um, automatically right so a highly interconnected planning function with the ecosystem to receive data to sense the demand in the markets so i believe this could be a future scenario which is not too far away and with some or at least one of our clients where we are pretty close right, to a no touch um, planning function and that's really great because that is also where a lot of things are moving and uh, companies that don't realize this may be lagging in terms of the maturity curve. So the next step, the change in the role of a planner. Um, so the way we see is it's going to be more than what it is currently with all the information available with the data analytics insights and also things changing process wise, like specifically going from a batch process which you mentioned right it's uh, to a concurrent planning so it's it's more dynamic right the information is more dynamic the challenges uh, and the volatility within supply and demand it's it's changing very rapidly with the global scope so yes that's that's really helpful that you mentioned about what you anticipate uh, anything else would you like to add mike from what you have been seeing yeah, I would say let's just take it one point further. Right, it's about the intelligent automation of the supply chain. Right, you know, you know, the, the you know we have the technology there with our partners. We're working with our clients around demand sensing. It goes back to the humanization aspect that I talked about earlier. Right, it's about using the technology, but also combining that with what do we hear what do we see almost what do we smell in the marketplace right and 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 capturing all of that putting it through technology through through you know cap gemini's intelligent automation strategy um you know encapsulating our own homegrown technology our partners technology using rpa to 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 drive that interconnected um you know plan uh, and process and and way of working as, as york just described 
as we're getting all of that together for our clients, you know, we're able to predict what we're going to do to working capital, right? What we're going to do to speed to market, how we're going to drive additional revenue. And from a Capgemini perspective, we're more than willing to, you know, commercially work with our clients. And we do currently on actually committing to assisting to driving those transformational financial outcomes, right? That's a much different message than from maybe some traditional managed service type operations where you're just looking at numbers of FTEs, efficiencies, you know, year on year price reduction, etc. But getting to the heart of the business and partnering together to drive measurable outcomes both in the balance sheet and in the PL. We think that's a, a really transformative way of running a you know a, a you know a BPO slash managed service supply chain function with our customers. You know and and, and the early adopters that we've had in the last years um, from a client perspective, as I said at the top of the call, some of the world's most supply um, admired supply chains have already foreseen that and have begun that journey with Capgemini and, and delivered some some great outcomes. And I think we're at the tipping point, uh, as does York, you know, where you know uh, the demand for those services from Capgemini is only going to grow and grow because of the, our capabilities. Excellent, excellent. That's really good. You touched upon some key points also, because that is something also coming up very soon or it's already been uh, getting into the early adopters specifically automation right how can we come from you know manual processes to new ones we have the capability around selecting best-in-class solution we also have some in-house build uh, process methodology as well as uh, digital solutions uh, technology solutions uh, that we can have like a best fit. We're leveraging the ESOR methodology, which is eliminate, standardize, optimize, automate, or robotize. Specifically talking about like, you know, when you talk about automation and robotization, the AI, artificial intelligence, and machine learning has been coming up. Right? Uh, so any, any other thoughts around uh, the technology part uh, that you want to highlight, York? Well, maybe one point also worth mentioning is, I mean, how do we get there? So um, Nilesh, Mike, and I now talked a lot on about what we can do, what the potential and the value contribution to our clients is, but the question is, how do we get there? And I believe it's important to know and to understand that we don't expect to our clients to immediately agree um, to have us run their entire planning service and disrupt and transform it. But we are ready huh, to start small. We are ready to engage into pilots, into proof of concepts, um, and then just proving first huh, um, our capabilities and the power of how we do demand planning before clients then um, usually decide um, to give more scope, be it geographic scope or functional scope, um, um, to us and and have us support um, in their planning function. So, key thing which needs to needs to stick with our listeners, I believe, is um, we don't need to start full throttle, huh? but we are ready to start with a proof of concept first. Definitely, yes, I totally agree with that. Uh, it's, it's kind of like a going in position where we can help with a small pilot or proof of concept uh, and show the value in terms of what we can bring to the table in terms of capability, collaboration and opportunity across the supply chain with, with the offering. So that definitely has been the approach, uh, successful approach. And that also gives some flavor for the client that is engaged, uh, engaging with us. Um, yes, that, that's a really good point. You want to add anything else, Mike? 
Yeah, Nilla, so I'll just say in conclusion as we wrap things up, you know, as, as Jorgen has said, you know, willing to, you know, with most of our success stories, we've had actually started quite small and we've grown. We've got one example of a client we started with six FTEs in, in, in a couple of countries doing demand planning. That's now over 300 FTEs on a on a global basis with the, with, with the customer. Um, as well as that, you know, from a Capgemini perspective, we believe so much in the offering and, and we believe so much in the outcomes that we know we can deliver. We're willing to make investments at those early stages with our clients in terms of business case and the commercial construct around how we do that right because we do recognize that it is a it is a for some of our clients it's a big step that there is a a a leap of faith and a leap of trust um when we're looking at these these activities but our track record and success rate is 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 second to none you know and from a cap gemini perspective we're more than willing to make those investments in both you know financial but in terms of resources and expertise to get our clients up and running and then to jointly move you know move further down the track and to expand ex- expand the services and of course the benefits that our clients are, are going to enjoy as, as we move through that journey together Yes, that, that is a very important point in terms of, you know, how we go together, collaborate and partnership for journey together. Any uh, concluding point that you would like to add, your I think in, in conclusion, I would all, only want to say whoever listens to this, um, please approach Nilesh, Maike or myself directly. There's so much more to tell. There's so much more war stories to share. Um, beyond this podcast so and I would just say we hope that we created um, some level of curiosity and interest and um, the three of us were more than happy uh, to engage into um, more in-depth conversations great thank you so much Jorg and Mike for your time today it was really great talking to you thank you to all the listeners for tuning in as well you can connect with us, uh, Jorg, Mike, and me on our social channels. Details uh, are available in the podcast description below. Listen to our podcast on your favorite podcasting apps and also feel free to subscribe. Thank you for listening and look forward to connecting with you all. Thank you. Thank you.